Tammy, I have a confession. I'm a bit of a big kid, a bit of a... I've been playing a Nintendo a fair bit lately. Have you... We've been spe- we've spoken about this off air, but I haven't spoken too much about it on air, about me and my slight addiction at the moment to playing Nintendo Switch. Listen, there's probably a lot of men that are listening right now that are kind of big kids at heart and still get behind the little console thing. The gamey console. Yeah. I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not one of those gamers like with the headset going nuts, like they carry on. There's a lot of those around. Not long ago I was playing a basketball game, so 2K on online and I accidentally entered a game and next thing I had like f- five, ten-year-olds hurling abuse at me what? because I couldn't get anything in. Can I say something? I'm not a gamer, John's not a gamer, we don't have any of that stuff in our house, but I would love... I would love to get involved and actually see what it's like when you're in one of those rooms they, where they all play. They're good. You go online and you've got your characters. And I was playing this basketball game and I was just useless. I hadn't done it. I accidentally got into it. I was useless. And it's coming through my TV speakers. These, like, prepubescent kids just going, just hurling abuse at me. Really? And my wife's like, just exit the game. I was like, no, I'm stuff them, stuff them. So I stood in the middle and ruined their whole game just by throwing the ball out. Well, that's not nice. Just, it's like, stop it, they're kids. I'm like, nah, <laughs> they should have known better. And I've done it yet again. So I've been playing the Nintendo and there's a golf game. I love my golf and there's like a sports game where you actually swing. Oh. You actually use your body to swing and what, hit what, the golf hold balls. that little thing. Yeah, you hold your little controller and you swing it like That's a golf cool. ball. So it's, it's fun. like exercise as well. <laughs> I justify it that way in my head as well. Um, but I'll also have a beer sitting on the windowsill while I play <laughs> it. And I've just figured out that I can do it online. And so yesterday my wife comes home. And imagine this. You, uh, you're married a couple of years. You've got a husband. You think you've married a manly man. You walk in. There I am in a pair of footy shorts sipping a beer. Just <laughs> hurling emoji abuse at a bunch of children, beating them at Switch Sports <gasps> Online. JB. Cairns History Book. Here's some real stories from right here in our region with Dr. Sandy. Dr. Sandy, we are so passionate about the region that we live in. And what we love about you is you bring these exciting stories every week to us. What have you got for us this week? Uh, this week I've got a story about what to do with snake bite. Well, what to do about snake bite if you have it in uh, 1897. And uh, this is a story about Mrs. Rasmussen. She was down in the little Mulgrave River. She was washing her little four-year-old daughter and she felt something brush up against her ankle. And uh, then she felt a bit of a bite. And then she had a bit of an oh dear moment. And at that point, her neighbour came down and uh, he was a bit of a non-handy neighbour, well not very good bushman because his uh, pen knife, his um, pocket knife was blunt so he couldn't cut the skin of her ankle which is what they used to do. So they used to cut around where the bite was. Yes, they used to score it and he couldn't because she had wet legs and you know it just didn't work. So luckily another neighbour came down, she must have been a popular woman and this uh, other neighbour came down and he was very handy because he grabbed a bottle which was lying around, which had been left there by someone else, and he broke it and he used a shard of the glass wow. to then score her her um, snake bite point and which he then squeezed some blood out and then he proceeded to then suck the blood out of her 
leg. That's insane. I know at that point. And, you know, just to give her a bit of fortification, because he was, this was a handy neighbour, he whipped out his little um, flask of whiskey and he gave her some two very strong nips of whiskey. That's the sort of neighbour I want around. <laughs> well, 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 it cuts you with the glass and the... In, it gets it gets worse. It gets, okay, okay. It gets worse. Sit it back. gets worse. It gets sit back, relax. Because after they did that, um, they took her up to the house. She was feeling a little bit ordinary at this point. About three hours later, bearing in mind it's still only early in the afternoon, she starts to feel a bit sluggish and a bit sleepy. So they whip out the whiskey again and give her a couple more nips, and then they test her um, pulse to see how that's going, and then they discover it's quite slow. Not surprising. And at that point, they decide they'll do the next action, which was very popular, which two men then stood by her and then walked her for about 10 to 12 hours until about 1am in the morning until they felt that she had sufficiently recovered. They walked her for 10 to 12 hours? Yes, walked. She wasn't allowed to fall asleep. She had to be staying awake. So the theory was if she fell asleep, she'd die. So keep walking. Correct. And she survived this whole ordeal. She survived. Wow. Now, the Rasmussen name is quite a popular name here in North Queensland. I wonder if she still has descendants around that know this story of their family member. Well, they may well be. Rasmussen's a very well-known name here and also down in Townsville. Yeah, absolutely, everywhere. And there you go. Obviously, in this day and age, to see a health professional, if you are a neighbour drinking whiskey... You're not going to be heralded a hero, but what a wonderful, true, real story from right here in our region. Dr. Sandy, thank you. Thank you very much. She's Thanks, back. guys. She's back again. Oh, could I do one more little plug? Yeah, okay, sure. I'd love to do one little plug, which is that this uh, tomorrow night we have the grand opening of our new exhibition on at the Temporary Gallery. So from 6pm onwards, if you'd like to come on down, that would be fantastic. Go and check it out, the Cairns Historical Society. Dr. Sandy, is it society? Did I say it right? You did. Okay, thank it's you. It's pretty good. It's triple A. Tammy's got another adventure just for you. Let's go. This week's Adventure Time takes us on a wild ride through the stunning natural playground, the Trinity Inlet. It is bad, fishy jet boating. It's a thrilling experience with spins, slides and incredible speed. I tell you what, with the cruise ships that stay in there, like just incredible sights that you'll see. And it's about seeing your place from an angle that you may never have seen it before. That's what's incredible. When you go out on the rivers, when you go out on the Trinity Inlet, you'll look back and you'll see the brewery, you'll see the cruise ship, you'll see the pier bar, you'll see all that sort of stuff from a way that you may not have ever experienced. I have lived in Cairns so many years, born and raised here, and I've been out in that Trinity Inlet on many, many boats, but never had I been on the bad fishy jet boating. Let me tell you, it was an adventure like I have never had. Um... It was insane. Big shout out to our jet boat captain, Patrick. He handled that boat so well. I love the thrills and the spills, but I was screaming like a banshee. I was absolutely stoked. I reckon the the boys stitched me up for sure. I was in the back right-hand corner. Although they put ponchos on us, I was just absolutely soaked. But, you know, when friends and visitors come to Tropical North Queensland, I tell them to go and do all these other experiences. This is going to be at the top of my list. Um, You can go to the website 
website, badfishy.com. This is not a paid advert. I honestly just had the time of my life there with a great group of friends and listeners. Um, what I do say is dress to get wet. It's a 35-minute jet boat adventure. And I tell you what, it was such a great day. Obviously, the cost of living is going up. We've got to keep our pennies close by. But if you want a bit of fun and you are a local and you haven't yet done it, add bad fishy jet boating to your list to do here for a bit of adventure and thrills in tropical North Queensland. Tammy, yesterday we were having a conversation. Of course, I am uh, doing my celebrancy. So friends of mine asked if I'd be the one to marry them. And so now I'm doing the celebrancy course. Surprisingly intense. And one of the um, elements that I'm working on at the moment is I've got to do a 30-minute video with a couple, like a pretend couple. 30 minutes? I didn't know it was 30 minutes. It's a 30-minute video with a couple. And so the whole idea when you're becoming a celebrant, they need to you need to be well-versed in not only doing the marriage ceremony, but you also need to know how to talk to people and how to do the original interview and things like that. And so that this is a part of my assessment, is a 30-minute interview that requires two people and these two people need to be a couple or pretend to be a couple and I interview them as if I'm helping them prepare for their wedding. And so I'm currently on the lookout for two people. That could be this pretend couple or real couple. And one triple three five three. One triple three five three. I need. <laughs> I still need help because the one offer that I've had is something that I don't want. That is one Tammy Barker. She has offered her services and suggested <laughs> that. So we're talking about this and I've opened it all up. And Tammy's response was, "Why don't I just come around and me and your wife could pretend to be." <laughs> Pretend to be the couple while you do the thing. I've gone, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Tammy, this is a visual. I don't know how to feel about my work wife, my real wife. Like for some, this is just, this is heaven. But for me, it just seems like. What this just seems like a nightmare, and I don't know what, what to if do. I got really into character. That's what I you, was an actor, you know, so I'd get really into character. I know that's exactly what you would do. My wife would be sitting there <laughs> while Tammy's got a hand on her leg, freaking, freaking out. So one triple three five three anytime if you uh, would like to be a pretend couple because we're not going down that road. Not this soon. Today is the first game of the year. Parramatta taking on Melbourne Storm. We're looking for your bold predictions for the entire year. Well, I said Melbourne Storm, and you said that's not bold enough. So well, I you threw said out... just Melbourne Storm to make the finals. Oh, so it's got to be. Oh, okay. So I, I would have gone with Melbourne Storm to make the top four because I don't know if they will make the top four oh, this year. Okay, okay. But then yeah. I said Titans. You said Titans to make the I finals. I just pulled that out of my backside. Yeah. But, I, but I'm going to back it in. You're going to back it I'm in. So you're saying in. Titans are making the finals. <laughs> I'm saying there's no way in hell, but we're looking for your bold predictions. Mine was that the Broncos won't make the eight. Yeah, right. I just... The way they fell off a cliff late last year, they could turn it around. I mean, they've got talent, but I just I don't think they'll do it this year. Yeah, they've got a lot of bad press in the last you know few months. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'll add another one to it. I think the Cowboys will play in the grand final this year. So a lot of fan, a lot of a lot of NRL fans listening right now would be Cowboys and Broncos. So the Broncos are given the. One up to the to the radio dial. The Cowboys maybe the thumbs up, but we're looking for yours on one triple three five three. Good morning, Adam. How are you? Very good, and yourself? Good, mate. You got a bold prediction for season twenty twenty three? Mate, the bunnies. The bunnies, the bunnies will will make the finals, and we'll make the grand final. <gasps> South Sydney in the grand final. That's bold. It's bold enough, mate. I like it. I like it. I don't don't know if I agree with it. What's giving you the hope this year? 
Well, I think they've been together for long enough and they've made the finals for the last, what, four years. Yeah, they've so. done pretty well, haven't they? So Bunnies in the grand final. They'll also be playing here against the Dragons come August. So yeah. that, that'll be good to be able to see your bunnies live in the flesh, mate. Adam, stick oh, around with Triple you. M. We might have some tickets to that game later in the year. Wonderful. Thank you very good much. stuff, mate. Thanks for your bold prediction. We'll go to Peter. Peter, what is your bold prediction for the year? Parramatta Eels to win the premiership. Oh. <laughs> Only because you're an eel supporter, aren't you? Of course. <laughs> of course. Parramatta Eels to win the premiership. And, uh, yeah, and I don't care who they're playing in the grand final, but we will win the premiership in 2023. It's bold enough for me, mate. Consider it locked in, and I can't wait to replay this after the grand final and see how you've gone. Good on you, Peter. We'll take one more. Kim, how's Trinity Beach treating you? Oh, beautiful. Drive in this morning, not a plan for sky. Isn't it good what to see? What a day to be alive in tropical North Queensland. Kim, you're ringing us because we want to hear your bold prediction for 2023. Bold prediction that I will probably not watch any game, but <laughs> I'll put in Parramatta for my mum. Parramatta to win it? Uh, yep. Grand well, final. That's two people that have said Parramatta to win the grand final for your mum. All right, Kim, thanks for the call. You no and Peter have both said Parramatta to win the grand final. I, yep. Well, it's bold. They made the grand final last they year. They had a great year last year. Well, they didn't. They were up and down. Really? They were up and down all over the shop. They could flog first place and then lose to last place. Then they had a good run at the end, then got touched up by Penrith. So I don't, I don't know. I'd love to see. Para have a win. Haven't had a win for a while. And Mitchell Moses, he turned down a big contract, so they'll be feeling a lot of passion. So that's good, but there's some good bowl predictions locked in. JB, recently a dear friend of mine in Melbourne was struck down with a terrible bout of food poisoning. Uh, I think a lot of people listening right now may have said, you know what, I too have been food poisoned in my life. Yeah. I've never had food poisoning. Are you kidding me? Never had food poisoning in my life. How have you got all these years into your life and never been poisoned? I think I just eat so many things. I've just developed a bit of a cast iron stomach now that it'll just put up whatever's going on. You are a lucky man. Just poison my body to the point where it can't be poisoned anymore. My poor friend experienced 48 hours of hell now. Struck down by vomiting, diarrhea, and a really bad case of the sweats. I had a conversation with her a week after this happened and it took me back to a time when I was living in New Zealand and I ate some dodgy seafood sushi at a really high-end sushi restaurant. I didn't go through 48 hours. Mine was 24, but it taught me right then and there I never want to experience food poisoning again. So I actually, in that moment, I compiled a list of restaurant reg flags that I'm actually going to bring it up and share with you right now. Good times and greatest hits. Triple M. If you see these red flags, this is the time to hightail out of there. Dirty floors and a dirty kitchen. If you go into a restaurant and you see dirty, crusty floors, it hasn't been vacuumed or mopped for a while, that is the time, my friend. Turn around, about turn, get the hell right out of there. So when you go into a restaurant, dirty floors, any sign of no mopping, get the heck out. Absolutely. That is it for me. Red flag number one. Two. The quality of the food in the buffet right? If I ever go to a place and I have a buffet, I look around and, you know, salmon, when it's been sitting out for too long, it gets that kind of crusty edge to it. What buffet are you going to with salmon? 
I've never been to a salmon buffet. Really? You're missing out. There's some good breakfast buffets. That well, apparently happen. not because there's crusty ones where you've gone. Yeah, well, that's that, that, that can be it too. Bread. You can tell if bread has been left out too too long. Also, the uh-huh. dips or some of the condiments, when they are fresh, they just look fresh. Sometimes when they're sitting out there for longer than X amount of hours, they get this like hard cardboard layer on top. If I look so at that, you, I'm like, I'm getting my money back. I'm out of here. So what do you suggest we go and have a bit of a <clears throat> little sticky beak at the... Yeah. At the buffet before or, you enter. Or just don't eat it. When it's looking dodgy, like, do not pick up salmon that is looking crusty like that. Okay. Three. If the staff have greasy, messy, unkept hair, that is a red flag for me. Now, I'm sorry, there's going to be a lot of people in the hospitality industry listening right now. Wash your hair. No, dude, seriously, you got to admit, if you walk in and someone's got like their hair, I've got long hair. If I work in, I've worked in hospitality. If I'm working there and it's all out and it's flying well, someone's out. Someone's got greasy hair. Yeah. The food is poisoned no, potentially. It, I'm just saying, that greasy hair could fall in your plate of food and I'm like, that's a bit of a red flag for but me. But you're happy if it's clean hair. And I said messy. If it's pushed back, keep that stuff up. If it's really dodgy looking hair, I'm like, well, there's a bit of a red flag for me. Okay. This is on my list. Four. If there's a really high smell of disinfectant, I walk in, I'm like, well, they're trying to hide something here. Isn't it good? Doesn't that mean they're cleaning it? Well, there's one side to that, but then I think, Because number one was not clean enough floors, and now number four is Um, Look, I didn't say I'm an easy person, So it's got to be kind of clean. It's got to be kind But you know what? Too much stinky chemical disinfectant smell. For me, red flag, about turn, get the hell out of here. I didn't say... I did not say that I'm easy to please, but I just wanted to give you four red flags. People, think about that. We have all got our red flags that we have in our mind when it comes to good quality of restaurants. Eat responsibly. Can I throw in one more red flag? Yes. If you walk into a restaurant and Tammy's in there, there's going to be another customer who's a pain in the backside and annoys you all night. Tomorrow, the NRL is back. Your super coach ready? You're you ready for it, Tammy? Mate, you keep carrying on about this super coach. Super coach is huge. The bosses are involved. You should see the emails I've been getting from, from big bosses, mainly about super coach at the moment. You're all frothing on this together. I have, Look, I like my NRL. I don't understand at all what super coach is. So y- y- there's probably a lot of us that really don't understand it. I, I thought everyone understood. What, everyone knows what super coach is. No, no. Anyone, everyone listening knows what No, they actually don't. Well... They they don't. So are you good at explaining things? Because you've talked a lot of game about this. About Supercoach. Yeah. Yeah. You need to explain it to me. And I don't want to take all day. I'm going to give you 30 seconds you've got to explain to me. And I better understand what it's all about after that. So within 30 seconds, I've got to explain to you the whole concept of what Supercoach is. Got to wrap it up in 30 seconds, mate. Keep it tight. And then if you don't understand, I just... It's my fault. Too bad. It's out of time. (laughs) Okay. 30 seconds? Yeah. All right. Time starts now. Supercoach is a way of drafting real rugby league players and getting points based off how they perform in real game scenarios. So, for example, you will have your team on your app that you select. You have a salary cap and your team has to fit under that. Each team, each player has a certain value. So you can't pick all the best players. You have to have some of the worst players. Depending on how they perform will give you a point scale. That point scale will go up against a range of real-life competitors like your bosses. At the end of the year, whoever has the most points wins and is deemed the champion. Got it! Do you understand a little bit? I actually do now. To be honest, I was really confused. You're all talking about it, but you did break that down well. Why wasn't I invited to be a part of this? Is that pretty obvious? (laughs) Tammy and JB.